The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The Gear Shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just the place where we bought our rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups, and they even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The Gear Shop has tons. Does roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The Gear Shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is, the Hood College Gear Shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and Blazer-branded clothing needs. So the next time you're in WIT, stop by and browse around. Mention my name, Tommy O'Neill, and the name of this podcast, Coffee Shop, and receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood-branded merch. But make sure to listen to the show first. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Tommy O'Neill, and you're listening to Coffee Shop, the perfect podcast for you hipsters to sit down and sip on your $8 chai tea lattes and learn about some of today's hottest books, TV shows, and movies. Today, we'll be talking about the very popular show right now, The Last of Us, which has gained a lot of popularity recently, as we all know. I'm joined today with none other than my brother, John O'Neill. Hello. And he has some experience playing the game and also watching the TV show, which I obviously have watched the show up into the recent episode, which I think the most recent one is the seventh episode. Because um, right now, as of we're recording, I think episode, I think it's episode seven that just came out. Episode six, seventh today. Okay, seven's today. So I actually don't have experience playing the game, but I wanted to bring on somebody who did have some experience. For those of you who don't know The Last of Us, it was first a game made available on the PlayStation in 2013 and is arguably among one of the best video games ever made. With its powerful themes, incredibly fluid gameplay, performance-captured cutscenes, and surprisingly good writing, it revolutionized the zombie thriller genre. For its time, it was one of the best video games to have a cinematic experience playing. So why would the producers take a chance making the show and have the chance of ruining the high expectations of those who have played the game? Did it pay off? For those of you who have experience playing any video game and know that it's made in like a spin-off or something, or made into a TV show or movie, the adaptations are notoriously awful. For example, a few of the ones that I had come to mind are Assassin's Creed had, I think, multiple movie adaptations, or at least one that came out in 2016. There were a few Halo movies that flopped, several Mortal Kombat movies, and even Resident Evil movies that all did horribly and got horrible reviews. Also, the Uncharted franchise, they had a movie recently that came out that was also really bad, box office-wise, but they didn't do any adaptation to the video game as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, just the list goes on, on and, and on and on. However, for The Last of Us, they brought in Craig Mazin, who was the writer and producer for the very hit show Chernobyl, as well as Neil Druckmann, who is actually the game's creator. So having those two involved with the creation of the show, I feel like was very important since the the game's creator kind of has the final say in what goes in and what doesn't. The two of them kind of worked together to do their best to import the game. They made actually worked with concept artists Naughty Dog, who was the developer of The Last of Us game, and it was reported that the show even had a $100 million budget for the eight-episode debut season. 
So the series backdrops kind of varies widely, but it shares a distinct this post-apocalyptic decay. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a score of 97% and an average audience score of 91%, which I think is, I don't think you'd get much higher than that, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yep. So the two main characters in the show are Joel, who is played by Pedro Pascal, and Ellie, who is played by Bella Ramsey. Which, uh, fun fact, the two of them were actually both actors and actresses in Game of Thrones. Yep. So they both have experience being in Game of Thrones. However, I don't think they ever crossed paths, I don't think, because their characters came in at, at different seasons. Yep. We're going to go ahead and get into some of the more in-depth details of the show. So I'm going to go ahead and just give a quick spoiler warning for those of you who haven't seen it and don't want it spoiled for you just yet. Questions for you, John. I have uh, just a few questions prepared. My first question for you is, when did you play the game, and did you have a good time playing it? <laughs> so, I played the game r- recently, like in 2019, 2020. I had a uh, college apartment of, of me and three other people, and we would just like play through it when we were taking breaks and studying. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was a really good time. Um, it's really good because the interesting thing is thing is it was originally released on the playstation 3 but then it got a graphic update in like 2017 2018 on the playstation 4 so we were playing on the playstation 4 which was really fun and had a lot of great uh, attention to detail and me and my um, roommates enjoyed it immensely okay yeah and i think there's so there's the first game and then there's part two correct right and you just played the first not part two i played the i just played the first just as, the first. Of, as of now, planning to do it after uh, finishing the TV show. Gotcha. Okay, that's smart. Yeah, because um, I know, I heard, I don't know if this is um, true or not, but I've heard rumors that they have just greenlit uh, Last of Us Season 2, and I heard that they're obviously going to be making it inspired off of Part 2. Probably. So I think that would make sense. From your experience playing the game, do you think the show does the game justice? Yeah. Um, the show takes some um, creative liberties because you can't obviously add up the video game to a TV show because the video game has much more like playing a character and TV show you're watching characters, right? So mm-hmm. the show makes it more character driven, less action orientated as a video game would be because which is I find fine, but the, the show nails the characters, the atmosphere right. and the whole like aesthetic of the show. From what I, I haven't played the game, because if I'm being honest, when this game came out kind of when I was younger in 2013, and right. I was horrified yeah. of the game. Like, it was scary. Yep. Right? And I think in episode two, when Joel and Ellie kind of run into those clickers, I think right. that's like one of the first scenes that I remember seeing and actually sticking with me, because I just remember being like, holy shit, this is horrifying. It's horrifying. Kind of deal. But I remember seeing some people play... Uh, gameplay of it and they're being in like joel's pov right and i even kind of remember like even just joel and ellie actually resembling the actors which mm-hmm. i thought was kind of crazy pedro pascal and bella ramsey actually really like look like they look like joel and they also look like ellie which i yep. think was impressive to find two great actors and actresses that actually looks yep. like the characters and performs like the characters they even have the same costumes like yeah. they get like in I think it's in episode three, um, after the whole um, when the um Joel and Ellie get to Bill's house, mm-hmm. and then Joel and Ellie get the clothes. Those are the clothes that they have in the video game. Oh okay. 
okay. exact exact colors and shirts as well. Yeah, I was familiar with uh, Pedro Pascal's mm-hmm. uh, acting. I know he was also, I mentioned, in Game of Thrones, but I was more familiar with his performance of being Mando in Mandalorian. Right. And uh, kind of like weirdly or oddly similar to Joel in a yeah. way, kind of like very quiet. Uh, obviously, he's not wearing, Joel isn't wearing the helmet, obviously, but just very similar personality types, I think the two of them had. Constantly angry. Yeah, constantly like angry, angry, like like badass shooting yeah. guns and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was really surprised when I was watching a an IGN interview with both uh, with both Pedro and and Bella, mm-hmm. and they were kind of just talking about the show. And Pedro's personality, like in person, is so, so much different. more different. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you've seen any of the interviews or anything, but yeah, I mean, the thing that I could tell from the interviews is that the chemistry between Pedro and Bella resembles like the a kind of like adopted father and daughter feel right and and you could tell like obviously different contextually because bella is ramsey doesn't act like ellie where she curses every other second right (laughs) but like you could tell that joel and ellie have that like connection and you see that progressive show but when you see those interviews you kind of see like the chemistry between pedro and bella be already there because how did they already how did they have that chemistry because oh they've been on the show for like you know 10 hours a day for like a couple of months building that chemistry yeah, um, they were, I think it was set, I think they filmed most of it in Canada, but they right. had like a lot of different unique backdrops, like of snow, mm-hmm. desert, abandoned highways, you know, like all these different settings. So I was like, you know, I was researching, I was like, where the hell did they film these? Because right. some of these shots are really crazy. Um, or like the recent episode where um, Joel and Ellie are riding on that horse and, you know, like in the yeah. mountains. And uh, I just thought it was crazy. But yeah, I think they from what I remember hearing, they filmed it in like an 11th, 11 month time period. And you can tell, yeah, they definitely in that, like in that time, that's a year, almost a year yeah. of recording together, being together on set, you know, having to interact with each other as the right. two main characters in the show. But yeah, I think that does translate to, uh, to real life. But I just, I just thought it was funny that Pedro was just just such like a goofy guy, goofy guy. in person. And I just had no idea until I saw the interview. So I think that kind of goes to show just how good of an actor he is because he can kind of just kind of flip this switch where he's almost mm-hmm. somebody else entirely different than his, you know, his own his own personality. Right. So, yeah, I guess we kind of talked about this, but uh, next question for you is, are there any changes from the game and the show, any more or less details that stood out to you? So there's two major differences um, that I noticed. In the game, it starts in present day, 2013. Mm-hmm. And you accelerate 20 years to 2033. But in the TV show, it starts in 2003. The flash forward is to present day. So, like, whenever you do the flashbacks, you can you can see stuff in my 2003. Like, in episode 2, where I believe they were in Indonesia in the beginning with the doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you look through there, you see um, posters for SARS which was a um, novel virus that was happening in that area during 2003 and the attention to detail. Also, when, when they got into um, Kansas in uh, episodes four and five, you saw like a movie theater. The movies that, that were on the movie theater were exactly the date when the, the virus happened in 2003. So they, oh, wow. Okay. So to keep like, they have everything in 2003 
central around 2003. Like, all the cars are not made before 2003 and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, is that really a big difference to something I noticed? I'm like, oh, that's something from the 2000s. Okay. And then stuff like that. That's and, cool. That's I feel like that's kind of, obviously, that went right over my head. So that's right. kind of a cool attention to detail kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know the exact reason why they didn't. Maybe because maybe because they didn't want to have, like, maybe the pandemic had something to the effect of, like, oh, we don't want to start another show that starts in another pandemic after the COVID. Oh, you think, you think they waited, do you think? I think they waited after the pandemic to be over to start. And then they made it 2003, so to have a nostalgic feeling. So, uh, okay. And then some people can compare and contrast what present day is now to this fictional world. Yeah, that's, that's my theory. Yeah, I didn't even think about COVID being a consideration when they, you know, released this this right. adaptation from the game. You know, as a show, I I yeah. didn't even think about that. Right. But do you think they did it? Do you think they should have waited longer, or do you think no, no? It's it, they did a good job. I was just talking about the times bumping it back ten years. Yeah, but right. uh, because I like I do like getting that. Uh, mm. I think they stopped doing it after episode two or three, but to mm-hmm. kind of open up the episode with the the kind of like the scientists right. talking on that talk show, and I think it was in the 60s or 70s set yeah. to be in, to kind of introduce the future virus they were talking mm-hmm. about, for those of you listening who might not know or who have forgotten, but in the first episode, they were on this talk show, the scientists talking about this uh, the fungal infection yeah. and if there was like a slight change and it's i can't remember what slight change or it was a, a change a mu- in heat mutation something like that well it was like a fungal infection that happened because it's the fungal infection they're referring to is a real life infection a fungal infection that happens in ants right okay. yeah and they said that hey this infection um what's going to be the deadliest virus is it going to be an infection a virus or is it, or is it going to be fungal fungi right but the people said, oh, the human, oh, it couldn't, like, last in the human body due to the heat. Right. But, but then they were claiming climate change if everything naturally rises up. Mm-hmm. And then if it gets into our food system, which eventually it did, it yeah. did with the wheat when they were talking about, then that's how it could spread. But people were, like, in the 60s, like, oh, that would never happen. Climate change is not real, <laughs> right? Yeah. They, they were dismissing that. But then that was what they were trying to, like, allude to with like climate change and the fungal getting into our food supply okay yeah and i guess yeah i really i really did enjoy getting that because i feel mm-hmm. like that was like a good introduction because you're like oh shit i know this is gonna <laughs> this is what happens and then you know eventually yeah. it they did like the time skip to 2013 and then it does happen yeah. but i think that would have been cool to see more of like a, I don't know i guess more of like a build-up to that or maybe they kind of they kind of keep on i really like yeah. the introducing these like in episode two like you said yeah. the scientist having her her experience okay. with examining one of the bodies who was infected yeah that, you know, that was a really sick scene and when she uses the scalpel like pull the, the fungus out of the, the dude's Gross. tongue yeah that was oh my god that was hard to watch yeah my um, um, heart rate was about 100 during that <laughs> scene um yeah but some another change going back to the question that they did in the game mm-hmm. they made it um around spores so if you inhale the spores, that's how you get the virus. Oh. But in the TV show, it is through this fungal, like it has to be contact. If you get bit, you get the infection. But in the game, if you inhale the spores, then you can start getting it as well. Okay. So like in the game, 
you have to wear a mask all the time so you don't inhale it. Mm. And the way that, and then in the game, the way they found out that Ellie was immune to it is that she was just walking without a mask everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask um, if they had that. I'm, I was assuming that Ellie was also immune. Correct. In the game. Okay. So, Ellie was immune in the game, but they sh- they proved they didn't need to do the little scanner they had on her neck to oh. prove that was not the game. They just had her just like walk into the spore with nothing happening. Oh wow. Okay. So like, obviously, the, I don't think that would work work in a TV show. I think it's a good yeah. change because like you don't want to see people in masks for twenty four seven and hearing like, <laughs> "Hey everyone, we have to move over here" and stuff like that. Like yeah. that would just that would just suck. Also probably a smart move because you know pedro pascal is probably like i know when he was in the mandalorian right he was like kind of like advocating and fighting hard for him to uh the producers be like please let me like remove the helmet so i can you know you you know prove the people that i can i can really nail this role even without the helmet on so to also have like a mask i feel like it would kind of be a little bit harder for every everybody was wearing one then it would be harder for them to act yeah you know their roles out with the mask on is probably be more difficult more challenging yeah but yeah it makes sense why they didn't do that you know yeah i don't <laughs> I think that makes sense oh uh, yeah i don't want to see people like wearing masks and just have to have the subtitles on on the show yeah or wearing masks like like covid masks or something <laughs> you know that'll, that'll be wild if they actually just had covid masks and that's all been oh god yeah i think people might kind of be like oh, you know we're yep. tired of seeing people in masks yeah we don't want to see this anymore viewership were dropped after the first 30 minutes yeah, but I know uh, one of the changes that I saw some people talking about was uh, I think like almost everything from the first two episodes was pretty on point except yeah. until episode three titled Long Long Time, which was that was Nick Offerman's performance as Bill and Murray Barlett's performance as Frank. And that was like the first like 40 minutes of the, the show was kind of like talking about their relationship mm-hmm. and uh, how Bill was surviving and Frank comes into his life through... Right. I guess the QZ, the quarantine zone. Right. Um, he came out of the forest, and Bill kind of took him in, like, hesitantly, and they ended up having this relationship together. But I was just, I was really shocked by that, because I wasn't expecting, I'm used to Nick Offerman's performance yeah. as Ron Swanson on Parson and Rec. Right. And I think a lot of other people are, too. So to, to see him have this relationship with Frank was really jarring at first for yeah. me, if I'm being honest. But I, I really enjoyed episode three. And I know that's been catching some flack. It has the lowest rating yeah. that I noticed on IMBD. It's like eight point one, right? While all of like the first two episodes, I think nine point two, yeah, nine point eight, yeah. nine point seven, and then I saw this one, and it was eight point oh. I was like, really? I was like, you know, I think they did like such a great job right. telling their story and building up to Joel and Ellie getting there, and kind of you know, taking like all of Bill's stuff, right. Which kind of goes to shit because the next episode, yeah. ten minutes, he loses it all. Right? Yeah. I thought I thought he was gonna kind of like actually use that stuff, but that, it no. happened so fast that he just lost mm. all of that stuff that he got from Bill's house. I was so mad, mad about that. Well, that's like the whole. I think the whole point was to have this like surprisingly happy ending. Yeah, right. I was very like I was very surprised. It was like very bittersweet. Bittersweet, you know, right? Which usually everything part of the show has been bitter so far. Yeah. Um, so, well, not bitter, but. You know, not a happy ending. Yeah, and I think it keeps everyone on their toes. So it's like, oh, it's what other characters are going to have a happy ending, right? In a couple yeah. episodes, when Henry and Sam get introduced. Oh right? yeah, I did want to bring that up too. So like, you would think like, oh my god, they're gonna 
because like I play the game and the video game players know what's going to happen, right? And it's in the back of their mind. It's like, are they actually going to adapt this? And you're like, it keeps you on your toes because like, are they going to change the ending to make them have a happy ending? Mm-hmm. And they're like, it kind of like, and also like if a person that hasn't played the video game such as you, yeah, it keeps it. You think it's like, oh, who's going to have a happy ending? Who has a bad ending? It kind of keeps everyone under their toes. So I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And in the game, Bill and Ellie are the most sarcastic people back and forth. For like the, the listeners, like to think of it is like think of like Bill's character as just the first ten minutes of the episode in episode three. That's Bill's character in the video game. Okay. This is like survivalist asshole, um, <laughs> psychotic. Um, what was the word that they they used during the dinner the 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 dinner scene with um Joel and um. Tess. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they were having. Uh, they're they're having like lunch or something. Yeah. But like they used to think it was like, sorry, my my um, partner right here is psychotic and whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Bill goes like, I am not that, but I am psychotic. <laughs> You're right. But I like, remember. so Bill's psychotic, but that's how he goes in the video game. And Ellie would just like joke, make fun of him throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. which was like some people's okay. favorite part of the video game, which is I find weird. It was a good change. It was it was very good, and it keeps and like back to the point. Like it keeps everyone on their toes, because you don't know oh, what's going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. That was um, I was pulled up on IMBD here. That was episode five, Endurance Survive, right? Which Lamar Johnson played Henry, and Kavion Wooder played Sam, the the younger kid, right? And oh my God, that ending of that episode was so, so goddamn depressing. Yeah, it, expe- it really was. <laughs> especially the, the worst part is the first time you hear. Um, Sam speak is when he's infected. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like, and you're, like, and you're, like, oh, you're, like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. And then he, and then he ended up shooting Sam. Right. Henry ended up shooting Sam, and you know they had like, mm-hmm. it was it was really just hard to watch that part, and especially because mm-hmm. they were you know similar relationship to right. Joel and Ellie, you know, to like a younger guy taking care of yeah. this his son. But, you know, Joel taking care of, like, his, like, quote-unquote daughter, even though in that episode, yeah. I think they say, they have this, like, funny moment where uh, Henry asks them, he's like, oh, is that your daughter? Yeah. And then at the same time, Bill, or I'm sorry, Joel goes, I'm not her daughter. And then Ellie goes, I'm not his dad, like, at the same time. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it was like, I was drawing parallels between their relationship, and I was like, oh, my God. And then they had to, like, cut to them burying their bodies outside yeah. of, oh, man, that yeah. was that was tough. And then... When you see Ellie leaving and her just turning and kind of like the roles are getting flipped, where Ellie's becoming hardened and kind of like this, like hates the world more. Yeah. Kind of like how Joel was in the beginning of the show. And uh, Joel was like, kind of like, Joel was looking over the grave longer than Ellie was, right? Mm-hmm. So like the world's being flipped and seeing and Joel being like emotional. Yeah. And it's kind of, and then that kind of follows on to the following episodes as well. What? Yeah. So I know that was another another change right that from the game where did they kind of they further so I, their relationships you think so in the like are you talking about like joel and ellie's relationship uh or i'm sorry i'm talking about the newer characters that were introduced in episode five henry and sam um so henry and sam they were sam wasn't deaf in the game in the video game okay and sam was older so it was kind of like closer to ellie's age and they were kind of like I don't want to say flirty. I don't know if I'm trying to remember correctly. They were like high school. Like imagine like middle school friends is the best way I can explain. Okay. Sam and 
and Ellie. But in, the, in this show, it's kind of like Ellie, it's like the older sister to Sam. Whenever way reading the comic book and all of that. Yeah, more more so friends. The most, the most heartbreaking thing is with with Sam's um, scratch pad to write what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. Ellie wrote, "I'm sorry," and then put it on Sam's grave. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, damn. Yeah, that was oh man, that was so depressing. That has to be yeah. probably one of the more depressing episodes that, that have, have, have so depressing have aired. But um, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I also didn't know that Ellie was older in the game. So Ellie was a little bit older, like a year or two. Sam was. Sorry, Sam was uh, 13 in the video game, but okay. in the show, he's like 8. Oh, I see. Okay, that's good to know. I wonder why. I guess maybe that's just kind of how the uh, the cookie crumbled there with... Yeah, it, it, it was just act. I guess it was just casting. Yeah, probably. But um, my last question for you is, would you recommend that people play the game before you watch the show, or would you recommend that they watch the show and then play the game? I would say watch the show, then play the game, because I think if you enjoy the characters and of the show, it makes you get you to the ease of the game more. Because I think if you like, if The Last of Us is your first ever video game, some stuff might be jarring to you. Yeah. So I think watching the show, if you really do enjoy the show, then playing the game will be much easier to get into playing a video game. Yeah, I am excited to watch. I think you said it was the seventh episode yep. tonight. <laughs> because, yeah, so I, I wish we could have talked about that, yeah. but because that would have been very timely. But, right. you know, I think it comes out, I think it, it, it airs at like 8 p.m. or something. 9 p.m., yeah. 9. Yeah. What's, so. what's interesting about that episode, before we end, is that episode is a DLC of the video game. So, for people oh. that don't know, do know it's DLC means downloadable content. And okay. so it's like an extra. It was an extra part of the game that was added on after the game was released. And so it's kind of like a prequel to what the game is. Oh, so that so episode yeah. 7 is going to be a DLC. Yeah. Or what was DLC in the game. Yeah, it was, it was called Left Behind. And, and the episode is mainly going to be about Ellie before she met Joel. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. That's interesting. So I, I think they're doing it because it's kind of like, what they've done with the video game. The video game is sep- Naughty Dog, the creator of the video game, does everything by chapters. Mm. And what the Last of Us video game does is they take like two chapters and make it into one episode, oh, essentially. So what I f- think what's going to happen is they're going to continue on with where we left off with Ellie protecting Joel after he got stabbed in the stomach. Mm. And then they're also going to flash back to Ellie kind of like learning the world when, before she met Joel. And it was going to be two parallel stories going on. Oh, well, I'm glad they got the, uh, well, I guess it's since it's the creator of the game is yeah. in charge and he has the liberty. But, uh, you know, I bet like if he wasn't involved in getting the rights to do not only the show, but the DLC would be a little bit challenging. So I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's that they're, really cool. That they're in- incorporating even DLC for this, yeah. for this show. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. So uh, thank you for joining me, John. Uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciate having you. And having somebody who has experience, a lot of experience and a lot yeah. of know-how of just the game yeah. is really insightful. So for those of you at home, thank you all for listening. And we both hope that you actually finish your coffee instead of leaving half of it in the <laughs> cup. So make sure to give The Last of Us a watch or a playthrough. And I hope to see you all next time.